Hello there, before we start today's episode, I just wanted to remind you, as if you needed reminding, that Freelance Heroes Day is just around the corner. On Monday the 16th and Tuesday the 17th of May, we've got days of talks, panel discussions, networking and more to help you overcome your challenges and face the new, hopefully post-COVID world and the new opportunities that it presents. The future of work starts here and Freelance Heroes is to help you with those tools and increase confidence too. Visit freelance-heroes.com for more information and hope to see you there. Hello and welcome to this week's Freelance Heroes podcast, Ed Goodman here and you join us for the last episode before the Freelance Heroes 5th birthday. It's exciting times. Five years ago, actually Freelance Heroes wasn't even thought of. It was created on the day the idea happened Uh, and here we are, five years later, 12,000 freelancers as part of the community and growing at around 250 300 a month for people who are striving to achieve their goal and taking other people on that journey with them by helping them overcome their own hurdles big and small and we feel those hurdles throughout our freelancing lives but it does seem that we feel the most of them during those early years and how important it is to come across other freelancers to help us make the right decisions for ourselves, uh, and often by learning their experiences too, which is what we're going to do today. So we're speaking to Gareth Hawkins, or I'm speaking to Gareth Hawkins, who started his freelancing journey, but slightly with a difference really, because many freelancers I come across start their journey because uh, they've been made redundant or they decided during maternity leave uh, to change direction professionally or for some other reason, often as a result of something that's happened under their previous employment. Here is a man who actually loved the team he worked with, really enjoyed the role that he did, was was very successful in the process, but still decided to give it all up and go freelancing. Why? What's it been like? And How much did the pandemic play a part in making that decision or helping him make that decision or not? Are just some of the questions we find out during this chat. So please meet Gareth Hawkins. Enjoy. Gareth, um, it's a delight to to meet you on this sunny afternoon. And and thank you for uh, agreeing to chat with us about your, your first few weeks into freelancing. My pleasure, Ed. So let's get the introduction bit out of the way so people know who you are and then we can add some context to the questions that are coming. So introduce yourself. Sure thing. Uh, Well, I'm Gareth Hawkins. Um, I started out uh, recently in freelancing as a consultant and coach um, running a business called Enterprise Insights. I'm based in Study Hertfordshire, and um, I sort of made this step into freelancing after... um, 20-year-odd career in uh, in engineering industry. So, and you've kept your, you, you, you're very supportive. You keep your hand in a lot of pies in terms of business support for other businesses. What got you into coaching in the first, and leadership support in the first place? Really a desire to kind of pay forward my experience. Um, I, it was a journey for me, um, learning to become a, a responsible leader, uh, sort of with, 
integrity and authenticity and and to, to do all the things that would be expected of a leader in galvanizing the support of your troops but at the same time you know leading with care um and that's there's not an easy thing to to achieve for anybody in that position um i i felt having taken a business through to sale and exit and done a number of acquisitions over the years um that i had a sort of set of skills that i could help um, others to achieve the same thing because not everybody's born to do that no absolutely not and and that support is is very critical for for many businesses big and small but i want to go back to the beginning the conceptual stages um so when did you first thought first think actually now i want to go in a different direction now i want to go go it alone well, I'm very conscious that um, having listened to a number of your episodes, um, many of the folks oh, that have found Flattery themselves... will get you everywhere, Gareth. Thank you. I no, just thought I'd get that <laughs> one in there, Ed. Um, yeah, long-time listener. <laughs> <laughs> First time caller. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Um, now, I'm very conscious that uh, others who found themselves freelancing in this last 12 months perhaps have done so due to the force uh, of change kind of impressed upon them by covid um, you know, redundancy, etc. Um, my journey was a little bit different. Um, we'd sold the business uh, that I was running as MD for a few years um, back in 2018, 1st of March 2018. Um, and uh, I stayed with the business to steward through its succession um, and its uh, transition into the corporation that, it, that, that bought it. Um, I then stuck around a bit longer because COVID hit and I didn't want to uh, leave my team. But then we had um, our brand new baby son uh, came along last uh, August. And Shelley and I are, uh, are not spring chickens. Uh, we've been trying for a while uh, and we, we sort of thought we'd missed the boat, really. Um, but uh, along comes Grayson. And uh, obviously, amidst COVID, it kind of made us rethink um, what, what we're going to do next. Also, um, it made us think, well, how are we going to split careers and childcare and all that sort of stuff. So we made a conscious decision that we wanted to to mix up the work-life balance a little bit. We'd been very career focused for, uh, well, the 15 years that we'd been married. Um, career tended to take the four. And, and so Grayson was a catalyst for us to um, to do something different. And it just happened to coincide with, um, you know, the opportunity to, to leave the business in safe hands for someone else to take it on to its next chapter. Um, and, um, and yeah, it really, for me, freelancing is, I think, what a number of people might hope for from freelancing, um, an opportunity to work fewer days a week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, as you say, you know, Grayson, great name, by the way, you've chosen. Uh, Grayson is uh, uh, the catalyst for this. But there can't, there must have been some conversation between the two of you about the fact that we are in the middle of a pandemic and, and question marks as to whether now is the right time or not. So, you know, what were those conversations like? And, and you know, obviously you went for it. So what was the green light? Um, well, the green light was, um, was really, uh, Shelley had been incredibly supportive of me throughout the last sort of four or five year journey of building the company to a point where we could, we could sell it. Um, and she'd put opportunities to progress in her career on hold. Uh, frankly. And when we uh, we were lucky enough to get pregnant, we'd, we'd always always said that, you know, she felt like she wanted to go back and continue her career. She's very ambitious. She's in a, a high profile job within one of the multinational recruitment firms. Uh, it was my turn really to um, to sort of support um, her in that respect and, and um, support from a perspective of co-parenting. Um, uh, you know, we, we were fortunate enough to have 
through the sale of the business, built up a little bit of, um, of insulation. It won't last forever, but it gives us six, 12 months to, to sort of uh, find our feet, if you will, uh, with me now doing this. So the timing felt right um, from that perspective. Um, and opportunities started coming along, you know, in uh, various networks that I'd got involved with uh, were putting me in contact with people that, um, you know, startups and scale ups that I could be of support to. So I started doing some startup mentoring, which has been uh, super enjoyable. And that kind of gave me the, the bug um, to do more outside of industry and, and more with people that are finding their way and scaling their businesses as I had previously. So a hypothetical question. I don't know how easy this is going to be to answer. I've tried to answer it myself. Um, but um, had COVID not been around, do you feel that that would have impacted on when or how you started your freelance business or when you decided or how or when you decided to, to close down your last business? Uh, certainly haven't closed it down, but um, uh, the, the moving on from it, um, Sorry. I guess that's all right perhaps COVID was a catalyst for that yeah definitely um I, I I was um it would have been quite a change after growing a business at sort of 20 25 percent a year through acquisitions and organic growth to then hit a wall I think any leader finds that difficult <laughs> so it certainly it certainly caused me to change my um mindset a little bit and start thinking well um you know what could I do next yes um was COVID the right time uh, I think Samuel Johnson said nothing will ever be attempted if all possible objections must first be overcome. Um, so there's never a perfect time, is there? Um, but, uh, yeah, not to mix my metaphors and uh, um, smooth seas, never a skilled sailor made. Um, you know, <laughs> if, if, if you're going to do a thing, you, you, you might as well um, rise to a challenge. So, um, yeah, it would have come eventually. I think maybe COVID sped it up. No, it's fair. I mean, I'm with you all the way there. It doesn't matter whether it's the financial crisis from uh, the late 2008, uh, 2009 period, or whether it's a pandemic, or whether neither of those things are going on. I, I always believe that now is the right time to start a business if it's right for you. So when did you decide you were going to start? And just so I've got my timeframes in, in my head now. So when did you decide you were going to start? And when did you start? So uh, Grayson was born in August, um, September, after my paternity leave, I um, had a, an open discussion with um, my, my boss, effectively, the, the UK head of the, of the corporation, and explained the, the challenge um, that we were facing, um, you know, in terms of balancing careers and childcare and all that stuff. And that I felt it was perhaps time to pass on the mantle. Uh, to you know, pass on the baton to someone else. Um, they were incredibly supportive, great, great organization. Um, and they understood. Um, and we, we looked at options, uh, but I had a six month notice period. So I, I really had six months in which to think carefully about how I wanted to start up. It wasn't done in a rush uh, and, and what, how I wanted to devote my time. It must so, be. So it kicked Sorry, off. Go on, go on, go on. My apologies for speaking over you. It, it, uh, it kicked off officially uh, beginning of March. Because, I mean, it's it's rare. Normally, as you said at the beginning, I speak to people who have um, used maternity leave as a, a kind of an opportunity to think about the direction they're going, or they've, as you say, had a poor relationship with their previous employers. You've, you've, you know, you had it, you work for a company you're very proud of, you're very proud of the people that you work for. I must have made it harder for you to 
to kind of question whether now was the right time or to leave or, or or did you you know were you just actually i feel better that i'm safe in the knowledge that i'm leaving on such great terms and and such a great bunch of people oh for sure yeah i mean that made that made it a lot easier um the hardest thing was leaving the team uh the team that i'd built and led for a number of years um you know, seeing them through into a, a, a bright future was important to me. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I know it's early, early doors, but I miss them dearly. Uh, but I do feel that um, it was time to go and take on the next challenge and, you know, help other people to build out their teams and to, um, and to deliver, uh, to crystallize the value that they're building in their businesses. So you referenced the team a lot. Uh, as you say, you must be very proud of them. Um, and now you're in a team of one. How are you mm. adapting? Um, yes, that uh, <laughs> it's interesting because uh, in the coaching that I do for leaders, um, we talk about executive isolation. <laughs> I seem to have gone into executive <laughs> self-isolation. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a strange, uh, strange tra- um, old jump, isn't it? I mean, it's marvellous to be surrounded by a community of people that are also freelancers. I mean, I know a number of people that have gone into the um, either consulting or setting up as, as marketers or social media or, you know, um, I've probably count run out of fingers and thumbs and toes if I was to list all the people that I know in my circle that are freelancers who, you know, for them, it was the best thing they ever did. So that was that was partly playing on my mind uh, and in, in influencing my decision. And, and I kind of turned to them uh, to some extent to you know, in, in moments of darkness. <laughs> what did you do? You know, that kind of thing. And um, I guess that's, you know, that's where you pitch me for membership for freelance heroes, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I don't need to, you've just done it yourself. Um, but you've, uh, you've but, but I mean, it's so reassuring to hear because <clears throat> I often, talk about how no freelancer is an island and that that kind of close network of of people who understand the path that you're now traveling albeit in whatever industry is critical were they friends of yours or did you seek them out during your notice period how did you how did you meet how did you come across this this trusted network you have a bit of both really um yeah some some of them are friends uh, that have been self-employed for some years or or have taken the decision uh to to go self-employed in in recent years in fact one um had that situation forced on her in in covid um others i've met since the journey started really um in um you know joining various groups um i've part of my coaching is to have attached myself to the Vistage network and there are a number of people that are also former MDs former CEOs that are now doing Vistage chairing or um or you know facilitating and um mentoring on group coaching who have also um decided to take the plunge and go freelance and and so talking to them about their experience and and uh the challenges that they face has been incredibly helpful um because yet lo and behold I've ended up facing some of the, the same challenges. So, mm. so um, of course, you still use your experience in executive and leadership coaching, um, of which now you do as a freelancer, but you're also the head of marketing, sales, IT, and all the other skills required to run your own freelance business. Which of those were you most fearful of? Fear. That's an interesting one. Hmm, okay. <laughs> um, I guess, yeah, uh, having worked in a business where – I come up through the the sales development, the sales um, side of the company. So selling was something that I'd always done, but not something that I had had to be at the coalface for in the last four or five years. 
Um, so getting back to that, dusting off my uh, salesmanship, I guess, was something that I was prepared for, but um, wasn't relishing. Um, but it's the that's the lifeblood of any any freelancer, isn't it? Is the ability to go out and win clients. So it's a it's a necessary thing to do. Uh, I guess my biggest worry is uh, what happens at the end of year one with my tax return. <laughs> and and like a lot of folks, you know, finance maybe is something that I've always had a strength with in a business of, but doing it myself and navigating all of the uh, VAT and um, self-assessment and um, filing your, um, your uh, getting your audited accounts done because I'm choosing to go incorporated. Um, that stuff probably where I'm going to spend the most on external advice and services, to be honest. Uh, and uh, again, uh, powerful stuff to go through. I read a book recently, and and actually, I talked to Anna Cadrea Rado, who wrote the book called "You're the Business," and her very first chapter was about uh, taxation, which I always thought was a brave thing to talk about in a book, to get it out the way in the first, to face it head on. It's such an important thing to do, as well. Which uh, it's great that you've um, taken on board. Uh, I think every, a lot of people. Uh, a lot of us freelancers kind of have to deal with that through um, necessity sometime later in, uh, you know, in the process. We don't necessarily go in thinking about um, all of those uh, implications, but they're, they're there. And I'm pleased to hear that someone's actually putting that front and center in a book. Uh, that was sort of the men from the boys. um so you we're recording this at the beginning of may um you started in march and obviously that started trading but have been going through the process before you you mentioned sales how have you gone about attracting your first client or clients uh so for me it was very much about joining the local chamber of commerce and local business networks uh and um doing a stream of zooms and um you know it's when I was selling, it was all face to face. It was all, um, you know, build your telephone appointment and then, uh, you know, a few days go by and you you go and have a visit and then you, you know, maybe have a follow up call and a follow up visit and um, you sort of, you know, work your pipeline that way. Now it's a lot more accelerated. So everything's happening, you know, straight into Zoom, which is or, or time together as we are today. Um, but yeah, these platforms are tremendous, but they accelerate everything um, and they grow arms and legs, don't they? So for me, getting into a lot of these um, networking events and uh, seminars, et cetera, uh, and, and the side rooms of those has been incredibly valuable. How are you at time management? Because uh, I asked that <laughs> because there's 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 so many networking groups around and as <sighs> as restrictions ease and we start to get back into physical networking events, et cetera, that's only going to add because, you know, you're incorporating travel on top of that, too. So um, how, how are you going to control which ones you join, which ones you don't join? And and obviously make sure that you dedicate the right amount of time to be efficient and effective at, at growing your network. I'm so glad this has come up because uh, time management has probably been the biggest lesson to me um, in in being self-employed and freelancing. I think if you want to truly test your time management skills, become a freelancer because, <laughs> you know, having to put a value on every hour in your day, if, if, if effectively, even if it's, you know, it's not um, immediately paying, it's what it's contributing to. Um, that's been tremendous. And avoiding the bleed through, uh, of various things and the and the the time thievery wow um yeah especially when you're trying to work a three and a half day out of seven week um yeah time management has been probably the biggest pressure uh so but the thing is it's you've got to turn over every rock haven't you and i was always 
told and taught in the sort of sales uh, route that, you know, you, you can't uh, pass by an opportunity and expect it to bear fruit. Um, you've got to you got to get stuck in. So, yeah, a lot of the first six, eight weeks were very much um, kind of lifting rocks and looking and seeing what was there. Um, maybe that will have to account for 20, 25 percent of my week going forward for the next year or so. Um, but it's very easy to let that take over your life. You're absolutely right. So there's so many of the, the big things and the little things. Setting up how well, how you're going to uh, legally set your company up is huge. And finding those first clients is huge as well. But there's so many other things that I want to talk about to, to kind of help for anyone else who's going through this process or considering it. So firstly, um, why Enterprise Insights? How did you decide how you were going to brand yourself? Um, I wanted something with a fairly broad umbrella that would serve as an incorporated entity to enable me to do a number of um, things that are conducive to helping businesses improve. Um, and often we we seek external counsel and uh, consultants when we want an insight into our own enterprise. Um, and it was also a bit of a play on words, you know, um, the enterprise bit being me trying to be enterprising, <laughs> um, which, yeah, we'll see how that um, how that plays out. But, um, yeah, it was supposed to be a broad, broad church, broad banner, Ed. And um, I suspect that you'd already had to adapt to working from home, such as the nature of the pandemic that we've all been living through. So did that did that help you? kind of already acclimatized to the way you're going to work now you're working for yourself or is that still taken is that still an entirely different beast and and, and how are you finding working from home um so i was um trying to um be one of the few people still in the office uh in the in the uh, we have we had uh, a rather large premises and um, there were a small number of people rattle around, rattling around in it after we'd managed to tr transition most of the workforce to working from home. Um, so I was fortunate also to live a sort of 15, 20 minute walk from the office. So uh, the temptation to be in there three days a week was still quite strong. I, I didn't I didn't just completely move to working from home. And, and as an MD, it wasn't easy to do so. Um, but, you know, I was constantly glued to my laptop wherever I was um, and sitting in front of a computer in my office at home versus my office uh, previously hasn't been much of a transition other than, as you mentioned earlier, that becoming a team of one and missing the, the corridor conversations. Have you um, explored the opportunities of co-working spaces around where you are? Is that something that you feel might be attractive or are you immediately turned off by the thought? Um, well, interesting you should ask that. Um, I'm in Letras Garden City in Hertfordshire, and um, I'm, I'm a trustee of the Garden City Heritage Foundation here, where um, they're putting a lot of emphasis on making available sort of spare retail space that's a, a, you know, a bit of a casualty of, of COVID also, but repurposing that as co-working space. So the opportunities coming up um, to go and, and work in a collaborative space. Uh, and I was always a keen sort of Regus WeWork type of person anyway and, and would look to work in those environments when I was working remotely um, in, in previous lives. So yeah, um, I'd be interested to hear from anyone as to whether they find that a catalyst for um, their own effectiveness and efficiency or whether it's a distraction. I, I don't know. But um, yeah, if, if you're missing social interaction, I'm sure it's great. <laughs> well, it is. And actually, it's so often for the little things too, you know, just the, the break of concentration to talk about 
you know, the football results or whatever, and then um, uh, can, can often just reprogram us to, to get into it as well. Have you adopted any routines in your home working environment that, you know, are new to, uh, to, to, to the way you work that you hadn't previously done as part of a team? Yeah, I have. Um, it's going to sound trite, but um, the, the Pomodoro has worked well for me. Um, you know, those 20 minute, which have become sort of half an hour, uh, <laughs> uh, egg time. Don't bend and, the rules, Gareth. Don't bend the no, rules. I know. Already. I know. It's so, so easy to turn that dial a little bit further though. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I managed to acquire a, a, a Pomodoro Ooh. timer that is, um, it's got the most klaxon like siren that still makes me jump out of my skin every time it goes off, but it is good for sort of, uh, shaking you to wake you, um, and, and get you. And, and actually turning off, closing the email, uh, getting rid of all other distractions and just focusing on writing up a proposal or um, running up notes on a particular session have been, that's been incredible because perhaps in my previous role, I always had one eye on the inbox or one eye on the IM or one eye on <laughs> however many eyes you were supposed to have grown for all these different channels of communication we're now blessed with. Uh, yeah, tuning out the noise and focusing on the signal has been um, essential. So, it's only been a short existence as a cell, as a freelancer so far, but I'm curious to know what the highs have specifically been for you in this, albeit, as I say, short journey so far. Uh, well, winning your first client, obviously. Um, <laughs> securing securing the first um, coaching client was, was incredible. Um, uh, I'm also working with a business on their exit at the moment, and um, that's really exciting to be on the journey with them and, and through the highs and lows and being able to, um, you know, pick them up when things look like they're going to be derailed, uh, but also um, talk them down when they, they're getting too emotionally attached to the process and, and you know, wanting it to, to take on a life of its own. Um, so, yeah, that's been a bit a big high is, is a, a picking up a couple of clients and, and certainly working with one on their on their journey is, is really rewarding. Lows. Hmm. <laughs> the amount of um, money I've sunk into. Um, you know software and funnels and um all of the, that sort of stuff which is necessary uh but I sat down and put it all on a spreadsheet about week six and went whoa <laughs> that's a lot of subscriptions and that's a lot of investment sunk costs all hugely necessary wouldn't have changed any of them but maybe didn't expect uh such a high software cost starting out uh, uh your you started now you're a few weeks into it what's your goals where do you want to go with this and and actually how important is that to you yeah hugely important to me i i'm a bit bipolar i'm either going to do a thing or not do a thing uh but if i do it i'm going to do it to the best of my ability so um yeah frankly i'm it's very important to me that this is, is a success how do i measure that success um so i intend to have um yeah, a group coaching program up and running uh by september um, and I'd like to have eight clients. That's my first milestone is to have eight uh, coaching or consulting clients uh, prior to that. So setting a high bar. How much has moving out of this pandemic kind of help or hinder it? Does it fill you with excitement? Are you facing it with kind of trepidation? Where? How are you feeling about these next few months and the, the new opportunities that may present, et cetera? I got jabbed uh, on Wednesday with my first COVID jab, um, which I guess uh, is going to hopefully um, prevent the agoraphobia. <laughs> yeah. 
encouraged me to get back out into into society. I'm itching to get back into the room, back into, um, you know, conferences and seminars and group meetings and all that stuff, because I, I do think we've lost, whilst, whilst it's an amazing time to be alive, with all of this technology and uh, you know the life sciences progress that's been made and all that stuff, I mean, what a wonderful time to be alive! But uh, I do think we've lost something in not being able to meet up as as groups, and I'm really excited that that's hopefully going to be a thing, maybe from H two. Um, more widely, um, in in sort of the economy, I think there's so much pent up aggregate demand um, in hospitality and retail, but also in the M&A space, uh, lots of private equity and funds, uh, you know, got money that they want to invest. It's going to be a lot of people that are looking to um, you know, attract investment or exit their business or whatever. So I think it's it's a good time to have started in this space. I'm looking forward to the opportunities that it will bring. Um, and yeah, let's, let's, let's press the unpause button, frankly. I love it. I love that. It's like a call to arms to finish with there, which I think is a uh, is a great way to look at it. Uh, can we chat with you again in a few months' time to see how it's all going? Ed, I'd be delighted. Uh, you can be you my much. you can be my accountability buddy. I'm more than happy <laughs> to be. More than happy to be. Uh, and when restrictions lift, we can uh, remove the ag- agoraphobic fear together and and have a drink sometime together, perhaps. Um, Sounds wonderful. Gareth, it's been a delight to uh, to chat with you. Thank you for being so candid and and sharing the story of your journey so far i wish you many many years of of growth and success and uh, and obviously for the future of your growing family too but uh, we'll chat again in a few months time and see how it's all going but for now thank you very much thank you thanks gareth and thanks to you for listening to and please do share your stories and experiences what's it like starting a freelance business for you how has the pandemic influenced your freelance business whether you've been this is your first year or your 50th year. It, it doesn't really matter. Uh, I'm keen to know how this last 12 months has been for you. Uh, we'll meet another freelancer next week who started their journey in 2021 to get her experiences and hope you can join us for them. Don't forget between now and then, it's Freelance Heroes Day. And for information about that, visit freelance-heroes.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time, bye for now.